Turn with me tonight to 1 Little John, the 5th chapter, the 14th verse. Praise God. Hold your Bibles up. Shake them like that. Make the devil unhappy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, tonight we ask for the hand of the Lord upon me, the anointing of God. We ask this night that you work diligently with each listener. Father, we intend for the Word of God to mean something special tonight. We have in, our intentions is simply to hear and to act upon your Word. Father, we intend to put it into practice, what we hear. And Father, we'll give Jesus all the honor, all the accolades and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now tonight, we're uh, starting a series, The Highest Type of Faith. The Highest Type of Faith. Now, Hebrews 11:6 said, It is impossible to please God without faith. For you must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. In Romans, the first chapter, 17th verse, He talks about the just shall live by faith. So God wants us to learn faith and to live by faith. And to live by faith, if you understand how faith works and how to receive faith, then it's up to us to put it into practice and make it a part of our lives. So faith, as we know it, has been given unto us at the new birth. We've got saving faith. How did we get saving faith? You heard about Jesus. When you heard about Jesus, he's given you faith right then. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When you hear about healing, bless God, faith's there to be healed right then, just as much as it is to be born again. Amen? When you hear about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the minute you hear it, hallelujah, faith's given you right then to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen? So faith comes always. When you hear the Word of God, faith always comes. Now, what you do with it is up to you. If you found out how faith works, how, how you put it into practice, then, blessed be God, you can always receive your answer. I was reading in a periodical, this fellow writes a column in the Gazette, uh, uh, and has for many years, great man of God, but <clears throat> he does not understand faith. And a lot of times people will write in and ask him, how come this happened? How come my husband or, or something died with cancer? We was trusting God. We prayed, we prayed, we prayed, prayed. And he always answered, said, I don't have all the answers. Well, I got answers to that. Amen. Faith always receives. Faith never fails. Never fails. Praise be unto God. That's why God wants us to learn faith and learn how to use it. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Praise God. Tonight I want to talk to you simply about the Word of Almighty God. Now we will go into the new birth. See, that'll build faith into you. We'll go into the new creation man. We'll go into righteousness. We'll go into the highest type of faith. Knowing who you are, knowing what God's already made you will not only inspire your faith, but it will build a solid faith for you to act upon. See, when you know that Jesus lives on the inside of you, you're not afraid of any cancer. 
You're not afraid of any disease. You're not afraid of any financial need that can come up, for my God shall supply all my need. Hallelujah. So when you understand your rights, your privileges, and who you are in Christ, then you're on the road to maturity in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In 1 John 5, 14, he said, And this is the confidence. This is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, now, first of all, you cannot have faith. You cannot have faith unless you know the will of God or the word of God. The will of God and the word of God are one and the same. You cannot have faith without knowing the word of God. Your faith will never go beyond your knowledge of the Word of God. You won't just wake up one morning and you just have faith. You can just, you can just believe God that the moon's going to turn to cheese. Bless God, just hallelujah. You're not going to do that without the Word coming first. That's why it is so important before you pray, before you start believing, if you don't have the Word on that situation, you are not going to pray in faith. And nine out of eight times, your prayer is going to be a failure. Do I hear an amen or an oh me? See, people that don't know the will of God is always having to get someone else to pray for them. People that don't know the word of God is always having to get someone else to do their believing. That's why God wants us to mature. God wants us to mature. You cannot mature in God without knowing the will of God. Hallelujah. Kind of like a fellow told me one time, said, Brother Sullivan, I always get my prayer answered. I said, well, praise God. I said, how you do that? said, every time I pray, at the end of it, I add, if it be thy will. So I always get my prayer answered. And I started telling you a numbskull, but I didn't. No, what he did when he put, if it be thy will on there, if is the badge of doubt, not the badge of faith. The minute you go to putting, if it be thy will, upon the prayer of faith, you are a failure. Are you listening to me? Say, well, someone said, well, Brother Solon, Jesus prayed if it be thy will. That was in the garden. That was not the prayer of faith. That was the prayer of consecration and dedication. Lord, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, at thy will, I'll go to the cross. Hallelujah. Now, when you're praying the prayer of consecration and dedicating yourself, Lord, if it be thy will, I'll go to China. I'll go to Little Rabbit, Australia. I'll go anywhere you say. That's fine. Put if in that. But when you need healing or anything, listen close, anything that's in your redemption. See, if you don't know what's in your redemption, you, all you'll know is, well, heaven's mine, and that's all I got. Can't have nothing here, but in the sweet by and by, everything will be lovely. Well, what about in the mean now and now? Huh? What can you have now? What can you have now? You need to find out your redemption, what Jesus has already bought, paid for, and set down in your credit. It's called the will of God for you. Well, how will I find out the will of God? Well, I'll pray and God will tell me, no, no, no. If you pray one time, you pray in unbelief. You go to the Word of God and find out. Hallelujah. fellow called me from Kansas City today. He was holding a meeting in a church, and he wanted me to pray with him. He said, I want you to pray that God will show me his will about taking a church in Canada. I said, no, I won't do that. 
I will not do that. If you pray one time, you're praying out of the will of God to start with. What do you have in your heart? You don't have to pray about the will of God. You know what's in your heart. Lord, now show me this. Show me that. No, bless God. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. You know in your heart. I said, what do you have in your heart? What does your wife have in her heart? said, we want to go. We feel so good about it. I said, well, hook up and go. You got the will of God in that situation. See, any situation that's not covered in the Bible, you personally, blessed be God, go by what you have in your heart. Amen? Lord, show me that. No, don't. He'll show you. You don't have to pray, dear Lord, show me if it'll be all right. Show me this, show me that. That's, that's some kind of fleece. What do you want him to dangle something out in the, in the air and open doors? Heard a preacher talking about the way God leads you. Said, he says, yes, no, and maybe. Now, that'd be a pitiful thing, wouldn't it? He says, yes, sometimes, no, sometimes, and then maybe. And the fellow's talking, he is always getting the no's and maybes. See? No. Hallelujah. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. My spirit bears witness with their spirit that they are the sons of God. That inward witness, you knowing on the inside. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, people always talked about women's intuition. If you're born again, you can go by that intuition in your heart. Your heart is smart. Hallelujah. Now, if you get your head renewed to the Word of God, your head and your mind will agree with things. That's why... When, when the will of God, it can be found out, such as healing, salvation, prosperity, deliverance, anything that's in our redemption, go to the Word of God and find out what God says about it. Is it God's will to save you? Well, of course. Is it God's will to heal you? Well, He wouldn't have laid your sickness on Jesus if it wasn't. See, who is on self bear our sins. Everybody agrees He bear our sins on the tree who we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. See, the sin and the healing, the double cure is ours. Amen. Psalms 102, three, uh, 2 and 3 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. What kind of benefit? Who forgiveth all my iniquities and healeth all my diseases. So if he, if he took your sins and iniquities, then he handles your healing too. Healing ought to be just as simple as Rosemary receiving hers tonight. Ought to be just that simple. I don't care if it's terminal cancer. I don't care if you've got one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peeling. Amen. And you're sliding in. Hallelujah. You can have what God said belongs to you. The minute you hear it, faith will arise in your heart. Just looking and hearing what we said about healing, there's not a person under the sound of my voice that does not have faith to be healed right now. You've got faith to be healed right now. You've got the God kind, the same kind that heals uh, 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 every person that, that, that's born again in the Word of Almighty God. So, he said, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. All right, we got him hearing us, don't we? Hallelujah. And we know, the 15th verse, and we know if he hears us, we have the petitions 
we desire of him. In other words, if we get him to hear us, if you're praying in faith, he always hears you. Find out his will. Pray his word. Amen? Isaiah 43, 25 and 26, that I, even I, that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake. He said, put me in remembrance. Plead thou that thou mayest be justified. In other words, plead your case. Lord, your word said this. You remember the blind man you heal. You remember the lame man you heal. You remember uh, uh, the crippled man with a palsy. You remember the deaf man. You remember feeding 5,000 with a little boy's lunch. I present that case before you, and I plead it before you, and you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you've done it once, you'll do it again, praise God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Barclay translates that 15th verse, 14, 15. The reason why we can approach God with complete confidence is that if we ask anything in accordance with His will, He hears us. Amen. Death New Testament said we can come to God with no doubts. Norley said we can be bold in prayer. We can be bold in prayer. Hallelujah. A lot of people don't understand that, but God likes you to come boldly to the throne of grace. He don't like you slipping and sliding and backing up to the back door of heaven looking for a handout. He likes you to come boldly to the throne of grace knowing that you're the righteousness of Almighty God, that your sins have been annihilated and you stand pure, holy, and perfected before the throne of Almighty God. That's the way God wants you to come. Amen. Say amen tonight. Barclay finishes that 15th verse. Said we can go to God without any doubts. Barclay said, and if we know that he listens to us whenever we ask anything, if he listens to us, Whatever we ask for anything, we know that the thing for which we asked him are already ours. How you know they're already ours? We find it in his will. We find it in his word. You will never grow beyond your knowledge of God's word. You will never have faith beyond what knowledge you have of what God has already done for you. Find out. That's why he said, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Can you say amen? Study, 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 study. When you study the word of God, God will give it to you. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. He said, he that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto men but unto God. How be it in the spirit he is speaking mysteries. Well, who are they mysteries to? They ain't God. They're mysteries to you. The Holy Ghost, he said, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, he'll reveal truth to you. He's the teacher. He's the revealer of the Word. He'll bring those things to your remembrance. Amen. So, it is impossible to believe God for something if you don't know his will or don't know his word. I'm going to say that again. Nine out of eight times when there's a failure in your faith, it's in connection with the word of God. Not knowing God's word or not acting upon it. Hallelujah. So it's impossible to believe God for something if you don't know his will or his word. 
You know, if you don't know what your wife will do in a certain situation or your husband will do in a certain situation, you know why you don't know? Because you don't know your wife or your husband. Well, I don't know what he's allowed to do about that. I'm afraid to tell him about that. I'm afraid to tell her, you don't know your husband. You don't know your wife. I know what my wife will do, whatever comes up. Amen. I know exactly what she do. I've trained her. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got her when she was a young chap and just raised her the way I wanted her. Praise God. Suits me just right. Hallelujah. So, praise God. You know, no farmer, no farmer ever, ever, ever expected to have a harvest without first planting the seed. No farmer ever just went out in the fields and just walked through the fields and oh, hallelujah. This is going to be the best crop I've ever had. Oh, hallelujah. What kind of crop you got, got coming? Well, I don't know. I hadn't planted anything. Well, that's when they called the man with the white jacket in the, in the net to capture folks. See? Amen? No planting of seed brings no harvest. You don't plant the seed, you need to expect a harvest. There is no harvest without first planting the seed. Praise God. Jesus said in Mark 4, 14, the sower, the seed planter, the sower sowed the word. Say that out loud. The sower sowed the word. The word is seed. Well, what, now listen close. What quality does seed have? Now, the seed has this. It has the ab ability to reproduce itself. Now, whatever word you receive and plant will reproduce itself. You know, when you receive Jesus into your heart, when you got saved to as many as receive him, gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe upon his name. When you receive Jesus, it reproduced Jesus on the inside of you. No longer I that lives, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. The mystery of the gospel is what? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Well, when did Christ get in me? When I received the seed. Amen. God called in Romans 9.29, Jesus the seed. He said, if God hadn't left us a seed, we'd have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. We would have been without hope in this world. Wouldn't nothing you could do. But God left us a seed. To as many as receive him. Hallelujah. When you receive Jesus as your healer and take the word of God, he said he sent his word to heal and deliver us from our destruction. So when you receive the seed, it will reproduce itself every time you will grow a crop he said do be not deceived god's not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he reap a lot of times a fellow plant the seed and plant tares along with it how do you plant them words operate in your mouth you plant them with your mouth you say blessed be god father i thank you today i receive jesus as my healer himself took my infirmities 
He bare my sickness. Matthew 8, 17. Hallelujah. He said in Mark 16, lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. I transmit the life of God out of my innermost being will flow a river of living water. Hallelujah. Drives out anything of the enemy. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In Hebrews 4.12, he said the Word of God's quick and powerful. That don't mean quick draw McGraw or something like that. He's talking about quick means alive. American Standard Version said, For the Word of God is living and active. How many of you know the Word of God's alive? Inside the Word of God's the ability to reproduce itself. I mean, you plant that thing and it'll reproduce. Seed has that ability. I remember as a kid, a fellow named Hyde Carter discovered some things about uh, 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 King Tucumcaris. Uh, uh, we call him King Tut. Found seed in one of those pyramids that was over 4,000 years old and they planted some of them seeds and they grew up. I mean, inside that seed, 4,000 years old, they kept them dry in a dry place. They planted them and they didn't even know what kind of uh, 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 bushes and weeds and trees that was coming up. They, it was, they was extinct. But inside that seed had the ability. God is the eternal word, folks. Hallelujah. 4,000 years is a drop in the bucket with our God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, the Word of God is alive and active. Arthur S. Way said, For the Word of God is full of life and power. Taylor's translation said, The Word of God's full of living power. Praise God. So, you have to have great respect for the Word of God. You have to have a, a, an awe about you. The Word of God is all I need. I don't need any other answer. I got the Word of Almighty God. That's my answer. And when I plant it, I'll grow me a crop. I know it'll produce. Nothing can stop the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. You know, I've heard a lot of teachers say, well, unbelief will stop the power of God. No, it won't. You believe... I don't care if you believe or don't believe. You get a hold of one of those live wires and I flip the switch on, and I'll guarantee you it'll come through that wire whether you believe it or not. The power of God will flow. Ain't no unbelief stop it. Now, unbelief will stop you from receiving it and keeping it, but it won't stop you, stop the Word of God, I mean the power of God from flowing. It'll flow anywhere. The Word of God's not bound by anything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It'll produce right in the middle of unbelief. You know, Jesus never did get a Christian healed. Never preached to a Christian. There was no one saved under his ministry. No one couldn't be saved until he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. You must believe that God raised him from, dead, from the dead. Then thou shalt be saved. Praise God. In Luke 137, you might write this down and look at it. King James Paul said, For the word of God shall, for with God nothing shall be impossible. 20th century said, For not one word from God will prove powerless. Riverside said, For no word that comes from God will fail. That's what you've got to understand. No word from God will fail. 
Now, nothing he said. If God said it, it's impossible to be any otherwise. I don't care if it hairlips everybody going, and I don't care what Aunt Sookie said, and Aunt Nellie, and Uncle Ned, and the whole batch, if they said, well, I tried that, and I done some of that, and it didn't work for me. I don't care if everybody in the whole world fail with it. Let God be the truth and every man a liar, for God's Word will never fail you. That's when faith comes. That's when faith's dynamic. That's when you have the highest type of faith, when you have great respect and confidence in the Word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, he said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.1. 1, 1. Let me read you Williams' translation. The Word was God Himself. And God has eternally united himself with his word. Now, if that won't hairlift the devil, it ain't, it ain't a cow in Texas. Amen? The word of God, the word was God himself. God has eternally united himself with his word. The word of God and God cannot be separated. They cannot be separated. Now listen to this statement. The Word of God will do anything that God will do. Isn't that right, Joel? Ain't that right, son? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, whatever the, that God will do, His Word will do. Amen? Praise God. That's the kind of respect you have to have for the Word of Almighty God. In John 1, 14 said, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He said the Word was made flesh. In other words, when you saw Jesus Christ, you saw the Word of God in action or manifesting itself. Here's what the Word of God will do. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's eternally united Himself with the Word. You cannot separate them. The Word will do anything that God Himself or the Lord Jesus would do. Hallelujah. When you saw Jesus open the blinded eyes, that means the Word of God will open the blinded eyes. When you saw Jesus Christ cause the deaf to hear, Blessed be God, the Word of Almighty God will cause the deaf to hear. Amen. When I was in Manila, uh, uh, the Philippines, the first night I preached there, I, before I ever preached or anything else, I said, bring me someone that needs healing. They brought me a man that was totally blind. He was walking on a walking stick. A little boy led him down there all the way from the back. We was in a big old warehouse building, and blessed be God, I laid hands on him and prayed over him, and God opened his blinded eyes. How come God done that? Because I got great confidence that God and his word is one and the same. God will do anything that he said he would do. All it takes is someone to step out and believe God. See, a man named Stevens, he said, Stevens, a man full of faith and power, did wonders and miracles among the people. Didn't say he preached till he got faith in somebody. He was a man of faith and power. Everyone under the sound of my voice is a man of faith and power if they knew it. 
You are a man of faith and power. You are that. Stevens was not in your class. He never could turn over to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, anything. He didn't turn over there and see Paul, any of his writings. Paul stood there and agged it on and they stoned Stevens to death. Paul hadn't wrote one epistle. We've got the word of the living God. We've got the epistles. We found out who we are. We found out we're righteous. We found out we've been sanctified. We've been we found out we were created in Christ Jesus unto good works, praise God. We found out these truths. We are, what we need is a revelation of who we are. That's when your faith explodes. That's when it flows out of you. It ain't because you read two or three scriptures and listened to two or three tapes, read two or three books. All, that, all this knowledge is good, but it's gathered up for one thing. Do you start acting on it? If you don't act on it, it'll never lie. It'll never come on. He that doeth the truth, he that acts on the truth, comes to the light. The light's turned on after you act. Not before you act. See? He that doeth the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be manifest they wrought in God. John 3, 21. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everything Jesus did in the flesh, the Word of God will do today, now, this minute. Why do you say that? Because Hebrews 13, 8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. What's the proof of the resurrection? Huh? What's the proof of the resurrection? A changed life. A changed life. How it's changed? Whether it's salvation, being born again, whether it's healed. We proved tonight that Jesus is alive. He healed Rosemary. When did he heal Rosemary? Tonight? No, 2,000 years ago. But she just got her a dose of it tonight. You can get you a dose of it anytime you want to believe God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't like to keep people a long time on Wednesday night. A lot of times kids have to go to school, you know, and I like to let them out. I like to see them make good grades. But after looking at some of them's great, I, I think I ought to keep them a little longer. Amen. No, I'm just, jo <laughs> I'm just joking. Luke, the fifth chapter, first verse, said it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, Jesus, why did they do that? To hear the word of God. See, a lot of times people want to come get healed, but they don't come hear the word of God. See, they want the end results, but it don't work that way. A lot of people have a preconceived idea that Jesus went, out, went around, had him a magic wand or a rabbit's foot, and just said, be healed, be healed, everybody. But that's not so. Twelve out of 19 cases of healing listed in Jesus' ministry, 12 of them list the individual's faith. Said their faith, their faith, their faith, their faith, their faith, their faith. Daughter, your faith made you whole. Go in peace, be whole of thy plague. Thy faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. Amen. So 12 out of 19, I believe that's overwhelming odds. Huh? That your faith... Now listen to me. Very careful because we're talking about the highest type of faith. Now, Ursuline, 
them people that he said their faith made them whole, they wasn't in your class. They were not even born again. The new birth wasn't available to Jesus raised from the dead. They had natural human faith. Natural human faith that any person on earth might have. You understand that? Saved or unsaved, nothing. Any, anybody can have natural faith. Do you have natural faith when you flip the switch on, the lights will come on? That's just natural faith. Amen. They naturally believed what they heard. They heard Jesus was anointed. The woman with issue of blood said, I heard that. She said, she heard of Jesus, came behind the press, for she said, what did she say? Out of her mouth came what she believed. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of her blood was uh, uh, dried up, and she felt in her body she's healed of the plague. Someone said, well, I don't go by feelings. I do. Bless God, God made you feelings. God made you feelings. He wants you to feel good. Well, I'm believing God. How long you been believing God? 26 months. No, you ain't. You're on the wrong road home. When Jesus prayed for them, they was either instantly healed or began to amend from that very hour. And if that one of those things don't happen, you hadn't made connections, so let's start back on the right road home. You got on that detour and run off in the ditch. See? One time I was coming from Little Rock, and I got about where Fort Ice was, and I knew a shortcut. And so I took that shortcut. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I, I got over there, and the bridge was out, and they had... Uh, but they started repairing, and all, all it was there was about 10-inch boards, two of them, across this long bridge. And I done drove five miles before I got there. And I looked at that and thought about driving way back, go right back around, that's 10 more miles I got to go. You know how much it costs for a wrecker to come get you from El Dorado? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the boondocks. All right, where was we at? All right, he said it came to pass as the people pressed upon him to hear the word. Say this out loud. To hear the word. See, hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're not going beyond what you've heard. Now, don't think you are. See, to hear the word, he stood by the lake Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake and the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing the net. They'd been fishing all night. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught, taught, hear the word, the peace, taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, when he got through with his message, he said unto Simon, launch out in the deep and let down your net for a draw. Now they were sitting there washing their nets, listening to him teach. He taught them. They heard him teach. He said, now go let down and, uh, 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 your nets for a draw fish. Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we toiled all night and have taken nothing. Now here it is, daylight. They've set out webbing. They had webbing. Fish in the daytime will jump a webbing. Anybody that knows anything about a, a, a webbing, they'll jump a webbing. He put this thing out all night. They beat and bang, run fish into that net, 
and caught nothing. But now here it is, sunlight. Here the sun's out. Here the thing slick as glass out there, and you want me to let out a net, and I didn't get them at night, and you think I'm going to get them here at noonday? Huh? I'm a fisherman. I know when to fish. These folks had two ships. I mean, they're fishermen. They know what they're doing. Simon answered and said, And Master, we've toiled all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, I've heard you teach. At thy word, I will let down my nets. At thy word, you can't let down your net and take a, 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 a draw of healing or a draw of blessings of God without hearing his word. You need to think you're going to bypass it. See, a lot of people want to come and they want heal, but they wanna, don't want to hear and take up the time to hear. You can get very little done that way. You're not above your master. If he couldn't do it, you need to think you are. So, sixth verse, and when they let, had done this, they not only heard it at thy word, they done it. They acted on what he said. They enclosed the great multitude of fish and the nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. That's a boatload of, that's a boatload of fish. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, he's my kind of fisherman. Amen. Turn with me to Matthew. Or, or, never mind, I, I, because of time, let me just quote it. Uh, uh, Matthew 8, 5, said, A centurion came, beseeching Jesus, said, My servant, my servant, lieth home, my young man, lieth home, sick, grievously tormented as a palsy. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. See, this fellow came to Jesus. Nobody. Now listen to me. A lot of people think, well, I'm going to go over and talk to this friend of mine and talk him into getting healed. You waste your time. Tell him about something. Tell him we anoint people though. Tell him what we believe. Let them come. They came to Jesus. You can't come and sit under the Word and get the Word of God in you. Bless God. Nine out of ten times you won't even have to be prayed for. So the centurion came, said, My servant lies at home, grievous to torment of the palsy. Jesus said, I'll come and heal. And, and, and the centurion said, Not so, Lord. I ain't worthy that you come under my roof. I am a Roman soldier. And I know that the Jews, how they feel. I'm not worthy that thou come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus said, Man, I ain't found this great a faith. No, not in Israel. Said, This is the greatest faith. Come. What's so great about it? All he wanted was the word. Born again man, all he ought to find is the word of the living God. That's all he needs. Amen. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to the sixth chapter of Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Show you one more verse. Uh, Luke, the sixth chapter, 17th verse. And he, Jesus, came down with them and stood in the plain... And the company of his disciples, a great multitude of people out of Judea, Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came, they came to him what, for what reason? To hear him and to be healed of their diseases. They come to hear and be healed. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of people want to be healed, but they don't want to hear nothing. You got to put first things first. You got to put first things first. Can you say amen? Said they came to hear and be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. How come they wanted to touch him? Because he said, the Spirit of the Lord's on me, for I have been anointed. Knew something, anyone's been anointed, something flows out of them. Amen? He that, he that has placed you in Christ and has anointed us is God. 2 Corinthians 1, 21. How many of you know you've been anointed? Something will flow out of you like a river of living water. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue or power out of him and healed them all. Hallelujah. How come they healed them all? Because they came to hear and be healed. The Word of God must be your final answer. The Word of God must be your only answer. That's when faith arises and you'll always receive. Hallelujah. Well, glory. You get anything out of that tonight?